listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. It is COVID-19, as if you didn't know, right, is a different world. And I don't think that you really grasp it until there are things that you do that you used to do differently. Here's what I mean. Jeanette and I went to a 4th of July barbecue to visit some relatives out of town. And we're having great conversation, flipping our masks up and down while we're eating and yelling six feet or more away from each other. And I can't think of another barbecue that affected me like that after I thought about it and just trying to do the right thing, right? Trying to have that social distance, but still trying to live life, still trying to have that interaction with family, still trying to catch up with each other and find out what people have been doing during this time when they've been really indoors. They've been indoors. We've been just going to the store maybe once or twice a week. And then that graduated a little bit. And then, you know, you move into different phases and then you turn on the news and it's just, it's like you've gone back to March and April in many parts of the country. And then you see that you're getting closer and closer to sports returning. And you figure out, you sit there and you watch and you're like, how is this going to work? I'm watching the Yankee summer camp tonight. And I'm looking and I want to get your thoughts at 1-800-919-3776. You can also weigh in on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN, at ESPN NY, 98 underscore 7 FM. And and I want to get your thoughts about what's different because several things just jumped out at me watching this summer camp. Now, I've seen a lot of baseball (laughs) during during my life and career. A lot of baseball. Seen some spring training games. Never seen no outfielders. Never seen no infielders. There were a number of things that are so different. And you look at it, and for for the baseball purist, it's probably fascinating. You're happy to have baseball kind of back because this is the kind of the beginning of it getting together, right? This is the them getting ready, and boy, are the pitchers ahead of the hitters, huh? <laughs> wow. Uh so you're, you're starting to see it. And of course, they'll be rip raring to go in a couple of weeks. And then you look at it and you're saying, how are they going to do this? It's weird with no fans. It's weird with uh, one of the, with the bullpen catcher acting as the umpire with, with plastic gloves on. So they do not touch the baseball. So the minimum amount of people touch the baseball overall. 
And at one point, I think one of the players, somebody threw the ball to, um, somebody threw the ball and they kicked it because they couldn't touch the ball. It it's it is just so weird and so new and so unusual to try to figure out how this is ultimately going to work. And that's just baseball because listen, between the batter and the catcher and the umpire, there is no social distancing whatsoever. And during the regular season, I am quite sure there will be outfielders in the outfield (laughs) because you can play the outfield and be six feet apart. You can. And of course the infield. So just watching the different way that folks are preparing and trying to get ready for this season is just fascinating to me. It's also fascinating to me to see how basketball is going to try to come back when the numbers in Florida are just skyrocketing from a COVID-19 standpoint. So it's just really, really weird. And, And I'm really concerned. And I think, and I had a number of conversations with folks, and I just think that my initial reaction and my response to this was really the way to go. And I and I prefaced it by saying I have no interest in the money. I have no deal on contracts, no situation as far as the league is concerned. Don't own the team, don't play for a team. But it just seemed to me with the thought of the second wave coming in the fall and we haven't finished the first wave yet. It just seemed to me in the beginning that everybody should have just shut down and let's come back next season so that you don't have a season impact two seasons. And the more I look at this, I'm just telling you, I I don't know. I'm not very confident, not very confident that all these sports are going to be able to get back and look the way they looked before. It's hard for me to see it. It's hard. Major League Baseball has released the schedule today. So the Mets and Yankees have their schedule all lined up. I'm looking at the Yankees schedule only because I just happened to see the Yankees summer camp. And they will open Thursday, July 23rd in the nation's capital against the Washington Nationals. And then they go to Philly. And then they return to the stadium against Philly. Then they have Boston at Baltimore and so on and so forth. It is an interesting schedule. And when you look at schedules in all sports, right, you always do it based on the team that you looked at last season. And so Baltimore struggled last year. Toronto struggled last year. In the month of September, the Yankees finished the season against Miami. They've got what? Toronto, three, six, nine. Think of nine times in the month of September. They've got Baltimore, three, four, seven times in the month of September. And they've got Boston three times up at Fenway. So this could be just looking at the schedule, basing it on last season's teams which is scary to do because we don't even know who's going to play on these teams this year, 
Okay, I believe Zimmerman is not playing for the Nationals. So it's going to be interesting to see who decides to play and when, when everybody gets to the to the start of this, what are these teams actually going to look like? As far as the Mets are concerned, of course they would open up against Atlanta. <laughs> of course. Why would not why wouldn't they open up against Atlanta? Right? Why wouldn't they? That that that's the way it's supposed to be. You open up against Atlanta. Then you go to Fenway for two. So you have a home and home. Open up for three against Atlanta beginning Friday, July twenty fourth. Go to Boston for two, then come to City Field for two against Boston, and then you got four more against Atlanta, two against Washington. These are all away. Then you come home uh, for Miami, August 7th, 8th, and 9th. Then you've got four with Washington on that homestand. Then you go to Philly and Miami, and then you've got the Yankees, August 21st, 22nd, and 23rd at City Field. Then you've got Miami. Then you go to Yankee Stadium, 28, 29, 30. Then you've got Baltimore, Philadelphia, and you play out the, the month. So this is a, once again, I still believe as a Met fan that this team has a really good shot at getting to the postseason. I do. I still believe it. I know there's no sin, no, no sin to guard. I understand that there's still concern in the bullpen. I do. But I just think offensively they will do enough. The Yankees, listen, I mean, on paper, they should be in great shape. They should be able to just roll through. If they have 60 games in 67 days, and you look at what they were, what were they, like 40 and 20 last year or 41 and 19, something like that after 60 games last year? I mean, if they're able to do what they did last year, they're going to roll through. Obviously, there's always the unknown. And part of that happened this weekend, right, with uh, Masahiro Tanaka getting hit by a line drive off of Giancarlo Stanton. And I'm trying to figure out why was there not, if that was batting practice, why wasn't the L-shaped uh, pen up there? You know, that normally protects them. So if you're a right-hander, you stand behind that screen. So the, the, the l shape where the top of the L, okay, the vertical part, is where you the pitcher stands behind. And the horizontal part is where they throw from. Why wasn't he behind the screen? This is your starter. What's going on? I mean, it was, it was just it was just crazy. It was just crazy. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Want to hear from you. 1-800-919-3776. Hey, Spike in Jersey, you're up first on ESPN New York Tonight. Well, good to hear you, Brother Larry. It uh, sounds like you had an outstanding time at the, the uh, Relatives Barbecue. You were missed, of course, but I'm glad you got some downtime. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, and yes, I did. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. We did the same. Listen, uh, again, I'm going to keep my chin up. I'm talking to you, so I always feel good. Uh, mm-hmm. You and I have been on the same page on this thing from get-go. Yeah. Um, it looks like uh, the Premier League is pushing through. That's pretty big stuff. I don't follow yes. it, but uh, I, I, I track it. Oh, by the way, I have regards for you from a, a mutual friend, Dave Sims. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Your name came up in conversation yesterday. Uh, uh, He's a good man. Yeah, yeah. He was there doing some anniversary thing, and your name came up about the lack of African-American broadcasters, et cetera. And then Dave, and when Dave left uh, where he was, uh, Bill took over. You know the whole deal. Mm-hmm. But oh, he, yeah. Your name came up he, uh, over the year. It was interesting. 
good, uh, good people all around. His wife's nice too, really nice people. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Abby, yeah, really, nice, really nice people. He dates got to be about sixty-seven, sixty-eight. He's been, uh, I think, he's the only black pro, uh, baseball broadcaster on TV uh, uh, over with the uh, Mariners, yeah. right? Yeah. That's yeah, right. Been That's right. A long time. Good, good guy. Good, good he hoops is. guy. Man, he's good in hoops. Anyway, uh, they're going to push through. It uh, looks like they're going to try and push through. And when you push through, you know what happens. You fall down. I, I just don't see it. Uh, the thing with Tanaka, it showed me one thing. You know, they stopped and started. That's another thing you don't do in sports. And mm-hmm. uh, maybe his reflexes were off a little bit. I'm speculating. Thank God he's okay or appears yeah. to be okay. That was scary. That's how wide the screen was. I don't know. But um, the bubble thing with basketball, the game we love so much, uh, scares me too. Because if one guy gets it, they all got it. Yeah, and, and I'm bothered by this. This is what really bothers me. And I'm sure my nephew's listening, and, and Godspeed to him down there, what they're going through. And, and of course, the NBA picks Orlando, where it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just going crazy down there. My yeah. uh, stepson came over. We, we, had, we had a barbecue tonight. And, and he said to me that, um, you know, the kids in Rutgers, the Rutgers graduate from Osestis, and he says they're charging them full tuition to learn online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, he's just, and then someone made a comment. Uh, one of the guys made a comment. Uh, he said they spend one point two million, one hundred million dollars on a football team to win two games, and they can't lower the tuition. <laughs> it, it's a crazy world we're it living is. in. It scares it the really crap is. out of me. But um, listen, if they're going to try to play sports, we know there's only one reason they're doing this. And George Young always said it: follow the money. That's right. And and, and uh, Larry, I told you back in the end of March, you agreed with me, and you still agree with me. Shut it down. Mm-hmm. Let's get some therapeutics. If if vaccine comes, which I can't imagine studying vaccines and the length of time they take, but is it that important? I guess it is. Even not so much to the players, to the people, the support people, which is probably someone said it's ten to twenty to one for every player. It's, 10 to 20 to 1 uh, support people or peripheral people that are involved in operations. So it's a big, big business, and uh, I'm just afraid, and thanks for getting me on quick, that someone's going to succumb to this thing when they start to play, and that's what scares the hell out of me. And once that happens, it's game, set, and match. You're right, Spike. It's true. Thanks for checking in. And and that's the concern that you have about it more so in that because if, if you have to shut it down again, then where are you going to be able to see what's happening? Where are you going to be able to get an opportunity to figure out what's going on? Where are you going to to figure out uh, how, how to restart again? Because there's going to be tremendous pressure if indeed somebody connects and, and has the virus. One of these frontline players in the NBA, what happens if they get the virus during this playoff push? What happens in Major League Baseball? What, what What's going to be, what What do you do? And so that's the major concern. And for me, just look at this, look at the schedules. And that's why my biggest thing was don't let one season affect the next season. You look at what's happening this season. All right. Look at the NBA, for example. They finish what, October Training camp in November, start the season in December. I mean, that that's a very short turnaround. It's an incredibly short turnaround. Now, for some teams, if you're not in the playoffs, look how long it's been since you've played. 
if you're in the postseason and you get to the end, let's say you get to conference finals, you're going to turn around in, in just a couple of a couple of about a month and get ready for training camp and then start another season. Whereas if you shut everything down and you hope you're able to start your regular season as normal, then that's a little easier for you to deal with. It's a little easier. So those are the reasons. Obviously, of course, for the health, but it gives you time. It buys time to, if not find a vaccine, it gives you something that maybe can treat a little better some of the symptoms, like the flu vaccine. You know, it gives you the opportunity to treat some of the symptoms here. But look at what happened when the NBA, when when Gobert tested positive. And they had to shut the, the league was shut down just like that. And it could happen again. Mo's in Queens. Hey, Mo, you're next on 987 ESPN. What's up, Larry? What's up? Hey, Mo, what's going on? We missed you last week, man. It's good to have you back. I appreciate you. Thank you. Regarding baseball, look, I'm a Mets fan, but seeing mm-hmm. that Yankee summer camp, that's, that's a good watch. I'm not going to lie. It's, a, it's entertaining. I wish the Mets could do something like that, but you know how the Mets are, man. <laughs> Listen, they, 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 still, they still got the for sale sign out I'm reading, huh? Yo, I hope Steve Cohen come back in there. You know, I, look, I'll take J-Lo and A-Rod instead of the World Pops. Don't get me wrong now. Uh-huh. But if, but if uh, Steve uh, Cohen comes back in there, oh, man, please, please, please buy that. <laughs> well, but you see, Mo, once again, if, if SNY is not part of that deal, I don't think anybody's going to buy it. Yeah, you got to put the regional it. television network in there. You got to do it. And and they, they the real pounds have been reluctant to do that. So under that scenario, I don't see that moving. What is it about the Yankees summer camp broadcast you like? Uh, nah, just, you know, just the inside, you know, the, the camera work, you know. If they have a little more Michael K, I'm a big Michael K fan. That's okay. a big Michael K fan. If they have more Michael K, that would, that would be nice. Yep. But besides the work, you know, you just see, you know, you just see Aaron Judge. You see Stan, you see good hitters, you know, that's quality at-bats, you know. I'm not a hater, you know, I'm going to acknowledge mm-hmm. good play, good players. So, you know, just seeing them quality at-bats, you know, I like to see that, and, you know, Peter Alonzo on the side, McNeil, sure. Tespitus, you know. It would be nice. Grand-Pitt. It would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice. Regarding, regarding, regarding the schedule, though, uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough, man. I see it. the only way we make playoffs, to be honest, we got to get in that hot start. we got to get in that tough team, so it's going to be questionable, so we're going to test how, how good we are. we got a good bullpen with Dylan Patan just now, so I feel like we're good in every option. we just got to be stay, stay healthy and click. The, the, the interesting thing... Alright, Mo, thanks for checking in. The interesting thing here, when you compare the Yankees' schedule and the Mets' schedule for the month of September, now the Yankees have, the Mets have uh, Baltimore, at Baltimore, they've got four at home with Philly, Two followed by two with Baltimore at home. Three on the road to Toronto, three on the road with Philly. Then they host Atlanta for three, Tampa Bay for three, and they're at Washington for four. So when Mo says they need to get off to a hot start, he is absolutely right. Because the last month of the season is not easy. It's not. They need to jump early. And listen, the first week is not great either. I mean, you look, you got, you've got in that first week, seven with Atlanta and four with Boston. Okay. Then you go to Washington for two. So if you can, man, if you can come out and and listen, this is tricky, but if you can come out of those, 
11 games. Seven and four? That would be pretty good. If you could find a way, seven with Atlanta, four with Boston, and two at Washington, would you take eight and eight of those 16? Would you take eight and eight? I don't know. It's tough. It's real tough because you need to get off to that that start. Because, I mean, you look at their schedule. I mean, this is, from an offensive standpoint, I think they have a good chance. But, you know, obviously, much like Mo, I'm concerned with the bullpen. I think Miami's, you know, is going to still struggle. But in a shortened season like this, finishing, starting strong and finishing strong is key. And this this is a this is a schedule that's not great. Now, can they do something? Can they can they get some runs and get into some slugfests? They need their bullpen to be better than last year. No question. And they also need their offense to click early and often. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Your thoughts watching the Yankee summer camp. I, I wow. <laughs> it's so different. I'm just, man. No outfielders at one point. No infielders at another point. And just uh, two DHs. Let's see, there was the Yankees and the Bombers. So the Bombers had two DHs and the Yankees had one DH. And that that Yankee lineup looked, on paper, and it looked pretty good. And listen, you had Aaron Judge in the lineup. And you had Aaron Hicks in the lineup. And so potentially, if, if everything goes well and they continue to prepare and, you know, not get injured, you can have those guys with an incredible bench for the rest of the season. I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It, it, it was nice to see baseball back. You know, it was good to hear Kay and Cone and the Yes crew together. It gave you that feel of, you know, baseball's on the precipice of returning. It gave you a something to look at right it was it was a it was one of the big four back it was it it had a nice it it was good it was good to see it really was tom's on the island hey tom you're next on 98.7 hey how you doing thanks for taking a call i'm doing good tom what's happening my friend hey um i just you know you were talking a little bit about um sports starting back up again and Mm -hmm. it's I, i know coronavirus is a serious thing but we have a lot of people that are out there working every day for months now, whether it's the supermarket, the police, uh, transportation, trucks, and they're working for a lot less money. And you have these pro athletes and they're just talking about whether or not they're going to go back and play sports. They're, they're healthy, they're young, they're strong, and they're going to be in an optimally safe environment. And I think it's an embarrassment when some of them are saying they're not going to come back and play. Well, here's the thing from their standpoint, Tom, is this. Um, when you are playing basketball, you are not six feet from anybody. You are chest to chest. You're not wearing a mask 
and you're not wearing gloves. And so while you are correct in what our first responders have done and, and the folks who are in the supermarkets and how they've been able to allow us to continue to go and, and have kind of a normal life in all the panic and, and craziness that we had, it's a little different because we can try to do a little social distancing within reason. They have no shot of doing that in the NBA. They have no shot of doing that on the ice in the NHL. And clearly in the NFL, they have no shot of it. Baseball, a little different because once again, you know, you've got the catcher, the batter, and the umpire, but the bases are, are the bases in the outfield defensively are apart. So that's not the issue. So I do think that some of the players, because of understanding that they don't have, you know, the distancing, that they're concerned about the lack of testing. And, and how good this testing is. And they realize that, you know, they're going to be in this bubble. If you're talking about basketball, they're in this bubble, Tom, and thanks for the phone call. They're in this bubble, but while they're in the bubble, the people who are feeding them and cleaning their rooms and stuff aren't. They're going back and forth. So there's, there's, there's just a number of different intricacies about it. It's not as simple as, you know, the point that you bring out. Because even... Within reason, the police, when they're dealing, can have some social distance unless they in the act of arresting or putting handcuffs on somebody or something of that nature. And even then they have masks. There's going to be no mask in the NBA, my friend. <laughs> it's going to be no mask when they're playing. Johnson Hackensack. Hey, John, you're next on 98.7. Hey, Larry. How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing pretty good, John. How are you, partner? I'm doing well. But, hey, this is my... Uh, 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 comment to throw out there i'm a i'm a huge jets fan and this is my problem uh poor drafting is why we're here i mean we've been through several gms throughout the the past several years here's some names that i'm gonna throw out at you larry stephen hill and d milliner and 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 uh you know like our darius stewart uh the other smith the guy from the buckeyes who didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. Injury and, prone. And, and, injury, injury, knee injury. injury he was prone. a speedster, too. He was so good speedster, in college. Yeah. He was supposed to come out and take the top off. That's now, right. granted, injuries being aside, but you look at franchises like Kansas City. I mean, Jamal Adams and and and, uh, and Pat Mahomes, same draft class. Yeah. Look, look at what three years makes. Yeah. If the Jets take Pat Mahomes, like I was screaming for, I was talking to my son. I said we should have got Watson or Pat Mahomes. I wanted Watson. <laughs> I wanted Watson, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I would have been happy with any of them, but you see my point. Yeah, where, I do. Oh, oh, oh. Here's the other name, Christian Hackenberg. Like, I mean, oh. these guys aren't these guys aren't even in the league. And I know. Guys that get drafted in that first, second, third round, those are your starters. And you know, John Isaac and Mike Mike McCagnan. Mm-hmm. Hey, they set this franchise back years where now we're trying to piece things together. And, and Joe Douglas, from what it looks like, knows what he's doing. He's getting that old line together to give Sam some time because Sam has shown, the fla- has shown flashes of being a franchise quarterback. But only time will tell. And, like, hopefully this guys from this draft class can pan out. And, and like, we'll see, man. But, all these years of bad drafting, I think they finally have caught up with the Jets. There's no doubt about that, John. And that's what makes the situation with Jamal Adams 
So tricky because he's one of the guys who has panned out for you. He's one of your draft exactly. choices that has performed well. He's one of yep. your guys that has that that could possibly get a second contract because that's the other thing. A lot of your draft choices don't even get a second contract with the club. They don't get that second pick. And here's something else, Larry, that I was telling my son. I said, Jamal is a great player, man, it, it, and he's one of the top ten players in football, not just at his position. But this is what I say. He doesn't play a premium spot. Yeah. It's left tackle, it's quarterback, edge rusher, shut down corner, middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, he doesn't play one of those spots. Do I want to see the guy go? Absolutely not. I think he's a cornerstone piece. But can you justifiably pay Jamal Adams $18 million a year where we're still missing the corner and we don't have edge rushers? And yes, we got guys on the O-line, but they haven't played a single down together. Who knows what they're going to yeah. look like? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I get it. Thank you for taking my call, Larry. All right, John. Good talking to you. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Mike is in the Garden State. Hey, Mike, you're next on ninety eight seven. Hey, Larry, how are you? I'm doing good, Mike. What's happening? Not much. Well wishes to you and your family. Hope everything's good. Thank I, you, I, sir. I the same calling, to you and your family. Thank you very much. I was just calling about the uh, the Yankees summer camp. Yeah. Let me tell you how refreshing <laughs> it felt tonight to actually be able to turn on the TV and watch live baseball. I don't care if it was a summer camp. I don't care if it was preseason. It was not a real game. It it felt good. It, it gave me hope. What did you for, like most about it, Mike? You know, the, the guys look good. The guys look good. The guys look refreshed. Even in, the, even in some of the pre- Interviews, the pregame interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw Luke Voigt's interview, and he was talking about you know his his perspectives on on the season and on how he's feeling. You know, coming off of the 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 postseason uh, surgery that he had mm-hmm. and stuff, and how some of the guys in the locker room are feeling. And in the dug in the dugout are feeling, and you know it just it gives me hope. You know, in in the time that we're living in right now, in in this COVID world that we're living in, it's like it 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 was just refreshing. The only the only word to say is refreshing because it 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 made me feel normal. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones that I've actually been able to go back to work. Okay. During what do you do, this, Mike? And I, I actually, I'm a, I'm a car salesman, so I oh, work okay, at a good. car dealership. Okay. And just coming home at the end of the night, and like I get off of work at like eight o'clock at night. Wow. Coming home and not being able to turn, it's July, and not being able to turn on the TV and watch a baseball game. We, mm. I, I celebrated with my family Fourth of July weekend, and we would normally have a TV in the backyard during the barbecue watching the Yankee mm. game and stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it didn't feel, it didn't feel right. You know, it almost didn't feel real. Like, what are we going through right now? And, yeah. and it, 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 this made, made, 
it feel more normal, you know, more getting back to the norm of what society should be. I hear you, Mike. I do. Thanks for checking in. Thanks for the phone call. It it gave you um, hope. It gave you, with all the people talking about the negotiations and contracts and, you know, are we going to do it? We're we're concerned about what the COVID's going to do and how that's going to affect and, and, you know, all, all the different things. It's just been discussion after discussion after discussion. But now you finally see one of the four major sports on the field in action. And you're like, huh? Hey, you know, they may actually get this done. They may actually get rolling with this. They may actually return at the end of the month. And you see this coinciding with the with the schedule being released for the major leagues. And so now you you really kind of get in that mood of yeah, I can see it. <laughs> I can feel it. I can't wait for another 20 plus days and then we'll be it'll be for real. And it'll be just the antithesis of what baseball normally is as far as the season is concerned. It's normally not a sprint, but a marathon. Well, this is not a marathon, but a sprint. And how will the players react? And how's that going to change what uh, you, you've seen? It's, it's, it's fascinating. It, it, it is going to be interesting. It really, really is. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Top of the hour, Sports Center all night. Right now, let's go to the phones and say hello to Trey in Brooklyn, Texas. Trey, how are you? What's going on, Larry? How you doing, young fella? I'm doing well. You? I'm okay, thank you. Vacation good? Great. That's 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 what I needed to hear. That's what I long 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 as you had a good time and the oh, clean yeah. was good. That's everybody yes. got to and from safe. That's that's yes. that's all we need. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. All right, all right, all right. You ready to go to work? Yes, sir. As a matter of fact, I am. Um, before I do our hospital shout out, Trey, I was thinking about this and I saw this while I was away, and it really jogged my mind for a minute. And it, it really hit me because of the numbers that are continuing to go up. Mm-hmm. So, Trey, I want to take a moment to thank and give a special shout out to some folks who have really had to change how they do their business. And it's put a lot of stress and strain on them. And I'm talking about funeral directors. Mm. Trey, I'm talking about now having virtual funerals. I'm talking about. Yeah you know, having just one or two people in, but setting up, you know, online. So virtual funerals are going on and just what they are doing now, because some, the relatives still haven't seen these family members, Trey, and they're doing all the work in, in making the transition from the hospital to, to the funeral homes and putting all those things together and talking with the, with the, you know, the families and talking with the hospitals and, you know, Trey, who do they talk to? 
You know, when they right. have to go yeah. through a serious situation with a family or whatever, you know, who, who do they talk to? We've, we've talked a lot about the first responders and they them needing to have somebody to vent with because of the things they've seen, which in a lot of cases they have never seen before. So I want to give a special shout out to the folks involved with funerals, funeral homes, funeral directors, the staff there. And of course, for the hospitals, unfortunately, Trey, we're going to go to the Garden State. 12 out of 13 confirmed cases were out of town recently. They came back and they now saw the numbers rise in Hoboken because the city's residents have been traveling to hot spots. So we shout out to the CarePoint Health Hoboken University Medical Center over there on Willow Avenue in Hoboken. And uh, we thank the first responders for what they did in the early days, in the early months of this pandemic. And um, we know that they're tired. We know that, that they're exhausted, but we know that they've gotten their second wind and they're ready to go out there and continue to do battle. So we shout out to all the folks at the Hoboken University Medical Center. I second that, Larry. I mean, it's it's, it's sad that we have to have to do this, you know. Is I mean, but we're going to do it until we touch every hospital. So I'm yep. I'm committed. I know I know you are, and uh, you know it's sad. It really is. It, you know this this whole idea that you know the most American thing you can do is live. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the most That's American right. thing we can do. Not barbecue. Not fireworks, not sparklers for the kids, man. Maybe some time to sit down and reflect with your family about what's really important. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna get into that, Larry, because we'll be here all day with that. Yeah, we'll be here all day. Um, yep. I yep. too want to shout out to Garden State tonight. Um, want to go to uh, Secaucus and uh, shout out Hudson Regional Hospital. And uh, again, you know the the numbers are going up in New Jersey, and you know they're definitely going up in Texas. So. But yeah, the numbers are definitely are. going up in New Jersey, just like you said, just over this over this little weekend. And I'm I'm scared to see the numbers when all the numbers come back from the Fourth of July weekend, man. I know it's not going to be good. And these people over here, Hudson Regional, man, they're doing great work, and uh, yep. they're going to keep us safe. You know, I have I have every I have every uh, every knowledge in my bone that I think that I think they're doing. I know they're doing great work, and I know that they're going to see us through this as are the other first responders and the funeral home directors, Larry. So that's a big shout-out from you. That was huge. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we wanted to shout them out tonight, let them know we're thinking about them. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But, Larry, you know, this is a real easy one, man. I saw I saw a thing on Twitter about this whole Washington thing, man. Just make them the Red Tails, man. Come on, stop yeah. playing. Yep. You're shouting out Tuskegee, the, the Tuskegee Airmen, you know, doing mm-hmm. a good thing, man. I, I think it would be good. You don't got to change up the uniform colors. You know what I'm saying? That would mm-hmm. be good, man. This, this brings yeah. some, you know, the thing about tradition, man, you can make new tradition. Absolutely. You know, and if you're offending one person, you're offending every person, man. Yeah. If, if, if somebody feels that that's a bad name to call somebody, then let's get rid of it, man. This is not, you know, back in the day, man. You know, that's like to, 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 to call somebody that name. That's like, it's like in blackface. It's like calling somebody the N word, mm-hmm. Larry. It's like, yep. it's not, it's not, not a good thing to say no more. You know what I mean? So it's, it's time. It wasn't a good thing to say before, but we were, like you said, <laughs> really? when you're not, you know what I mean? You, when, yeah. when you're not knowledgeable about certain things and certain cultures, as ignorant as we all are, mm-hmm. and we're all learning on the fly here, we got to be, yeah. we got to do the right thing. Yeah. I think the red tails would be perfect. I heard some other ones that were horrible. Oh, good God. I heard some bad ones. <laughs> I heard some bad ones. I wasn't impressed at a lot of them. Yeah. But um, yeah. 
Yeah, I think Red Tails is good. You don't got to lose the R. So people, they got the, you know, you know, but man, come on, man. You can make, you can make new history. You can make, just start winning some damn football games. Like, you want to worry about that. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, let's, let's field a better team. You know what I mean? I mean that, that's really what it is about. But you can't, you can't offend people no more. And the people aren't taking it anymore. No, and they aren't. The, you know, the beautiful thing about money, Larry, is when it begins to walk away from you. Oh, Daniel Snyder is going to do the right thing. Oh, he Because he's going, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Larry, they're, they're walking away. Nike, FedEx. These, they're, they're, that's big players, Larry. Can't nobody afford, come on, man. I'm telling you, he don't want to be out there with his, with his, with his cup and, and with the, with the, with the uh, pistols in it. You know what I'm saying? Larry's and, about to get cold outside. Daniel Snyder don't want that smoke. And it's, and it's really unfortunate. Trey, that that's what it takes for people to do the right thing. And yeah. listen, as as, as, as forward thinking as Adam Silver is in the NBA, and he is. But uh, let's be honest. Even with the players talking about boycotting, Trey, it's the fact that when you walked into the Clippers building after Donald Sterling made those comments and there were covers on billboards because sponsors had pulled out. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why he was mm-hmm. uh, jettisoned from his spot. That's because, right. Because listen, That's l- right. let's not be naive, Trey. He's made these statements before. <laughs> okay, let's Larry, not be naive. It's one of the first yeah, time Larry, he said that it. wasn't his first time. That wasn't his no, first time. No, you know, no, and, and all you have to do is interview some of the players. Baron Davis has spoken about it. Corey McGetty spoke about it. It wasn't new. That wasn't nothing new. Nope. Nobody wanted to hear it then because we were all tone deaf. Nobody wanted to hear it. But, Larry, real quick before I go, yes. um, I spoke to you last week before you went on vacation about yes. a young lady that, that came up missing at Fort Hood. Yes. Okay. Well, unfortunately, she was found, and it wasn't good. Oh, it was it was really bad. It was really bad. Um, I'll forward you the story in uh, on Twitter, but it was really okay. bad, and, and it, it went the absolute wrong way. So I just want to say rest in peace to Vanessa Guillen. And uh, we're praying for her family because uh, we the, the the United States Army failed failed that family, and uh, they, they looks like they're going to be paying a price, man. This is this is not this is not going to end well. She has a strong family that wants answers, and uh, this was gruesome. That's all I can say. Like, I'll send you the story on Twitter, though. It was okay, pretty bad. Definitely do. It, yeah, but I'll talk to, to you tomorrow, time. my friend. But thanks. We'll yeah, talk again. Yeah, yeah, we will. All right. Take care. 1-800-919-3776, also on Twitter, at Hardest to ESPN, at ESPNNY98 underscore 7 FM. Getting your thoughts about the what we started about was talking about the Yankees' summer camp game, which was fascinating to me. And also we talked a little bit about Patrick Mahomes and, the, uh, and his new deal that he got. So you can weigh in on that before we leave you at the top of the hour when it's SportsCenter all night here on 98.7 ESPN. But it is, it, it is really... It is really fascinating to me to see just how uh, these this, this this virus is going to affect over the next couple of weeks. I mean, you've got the NHL ready to go. Okay, they're, they're scheduled. They're, they're about to be putting a schedule out in a couple of days. They're talking about August 1st to ready to start. Okay. And you're looking at baseball ready to go at the end of the month. The basketball, which is the real interesting one for me because of where they are playing. It's a bubble in Florida. And Florida is just 
going wild, numbers-wise. They are where New York was months ago. And so you've got players heading there, and you've got uh, the bubble hopefully working. I just, I... I'm just, I just don't know. I, I just really don't know. Did you feel better about seeing a little baseball tonight? Yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm sure if you, you know, you're a big time fan, especially a Yankee fan, but a baseball fan to be able to watch a game, to be able to watch that game and to be able to say, wow, this is, you're one of the callers call up, say this is as close to normal as it's been for a moment or two. It was finally normal for him to watch some baseball on a, on a hot July night after getting home from work. And so, yeah, we appreciate it. You, you appreciate the game. You, you miss it. You'd like for it to be back. But at what cost? And while baseball is not doing the bubble thing, there's still, you know, um, in a situation where you are taking a risk. I, I, if you're a sports fan, you're torn. You're torn because you want to see the games, but on the other side, you're like, you just hope that nobody gets hurt and nobody gets that Corona-19 virus. You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.